If you've been following me for a while or read my best-selling book, Jab Till It Hurts, you know that one of the things I learned from Gary Vaynerchuk is the art of the jab. It's giving, 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 right? Jab, 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 right hook. Gary's book was all about give, 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 ask. The other day, I had another opportunity to give to a friend of mine who is an accident injury lawyer or a personal injury lawyer. And Jose has a unique challenge. He's ready to grow the practice. Over the last decade, he's gotten the practice to a level, but he wants to take it to the next level over the next 10 years. So he and I sat down on a Zoom call, had a conversation, and here's what I shared with him. Helping business owners in growth mode. Go farther, faster. This is Entre Grow. You know, it's been a while since we've talked, and I think, um, you know, since then, our, our team has grown, thankfully. Okay. Um, mainly organically and and really to this day it's been organic growth from the perspective of you know influx of business right we've you know we've had the opportunity to be around for 10 years now and it's been great to have a stable business but uh from my perspective i think we need to start pushing the envelope from uh, a growth perspective you know i'm i'm kind of hitting a stride for kind of where i feel i am in my career as far as experience is concerned and uh you know, I, I'd like to be able to push this next decade, uh, my business to that next level. So my team is great. I think our systems are great and scalable now with our, our marketing, um, you know, being so uh, little of what we do. I think we have the opportunity to do something and then be able to grow, you know, internally with that. So we've got, you know, great, a great process. We've got manuals for everybody's position. So, you know, we're not going to be investing too much time, you know, looking back at, you know, what we need to do internally. And uh, it would just be a matter of plugging and playing folks uh, as we grow. Right. Um, we've got the right systems, case management systems, uh, you know, uh, lead, lead tracking things and stuff like that, that are, that are helpful. You know, we've uh, spent a little money on our website. I think last year I was doing a little more social uh, media kind of exposure stuff, but you know, very haphazard and boilerplate. Right. So, you know, it's that conversation of how do we get there? Because uh, we're such a unique business from the perspective of not having a widget that somebody can go buy online and a website right. is only as good as just directing the traffic back to a human being from, from my perspective. So I think there's a couple of things just cause I, I know your business and which is good. I mean, I don't, I don't know your business, but I know your business. I, I think what you're really looking at, Jose is talking about building the brand. Let's switch uh, head, yeah. headsets here. I'm sorry. Fire away, man. Okay, now, now you're there. Right. Sorry about there that. I, no worries. I've, I've killed my other ones with phone calls this morning. So. Yeah, no, I'm good. So, sorry, all go good. ahead. All good. So I think, I think the next step for you, if, you know, if I'm looking at it from a kind of a 30,000 foot view, I think the next step for you is to start building the brand of the law firm, not just the the lead stream naturally evolves, right? It's not like people, you know, what people, you're, you're, you're kind of a utility, right? You're just like a, a power company. People only call you when they need you, all right? Other than that, they don't call you. So how do we get more people yeah. to have your firm be the one they go to versus Learner and Row versus uh, – Fuck Brown. Ralphie or Hastings or Correct. Yeah. Correct. So I think that's really the, the conversation because if you've got lead gen working, right, you've got, you've got yeah. 
systems and processes to track, the next thing you have to do is really invest in building the brand. Like, I, I don't know if you've followed what I've done over the last few years with Ad Zombies, my, my other company, the company that you got the invite link for, for this. But like, I built this company in less than two years from zero to a seven figure business, now to a multi-million dollar business. And I did it with just brand. Like I built a, a healthy brand so that we are the dominant player in the ad space, in the writing space. And so that's really what you have to do to outmuscle and outpower the other law firms that are in your space. There's a couple of ways you can do that. You can do that with stand-up ads, right? Which are fucking boring because every law firm, hi, I'm Hastings and Hastings, right? That's just not, yeah. or, or you can do stuff that's creative, that's fun, that engages your audience, that makes them, you become sticky. And, mm -hmm. and that's really what you want to do is you want to build. Now I'm saying that's not what you want to do. I would do that. If, if, if I was running your company, your law firm, and you said, mm -hmm. all right, Spanky, you're in charge. Fucking get us more exposure. I would immediately go to that model because most law firms that are in the PI space don't use humor. They don't use engagement. They don't use entertainment. It's all, if you've been injured, if you've been injured, if you've been injured, if you've been injured, and it's like, fuck, you, your, your voice doesn't stand out at that point. You, you sound yeah, like every, every, everybody is deaf. Yeah. From they, right. they, they tune that out because everybody sounds the same. Right. And so, so for me yeah. a, as a friend, I would advise to spend time focusing on building the brand and building the brand in a way that's super engaging, that adds value, not just in the advertising, but start creating like, have you, have you started your own podcast? No, no. Okay. Uh, I've thought about it, but, you know, being a lawyer, it's kind of like being a mathematician. You just don't have creative, right? So uh, in your head, it's not, you're not wired that way. So I'm not wired that way. I mean, I understand that that would be a great opportunity. Huge. I've got, you know, I've got a lot in my head that I can talk about, but it's, you know, how do you go about it? Right. right. And that's where I find a, a, a wall or a governor as far as what to do. So, yep. um, which is what, really prompted the, the, the reaching out to you, obviously. So, you know, I, I think that, well, first of all, in the office on the other side of the wall, Megan, our director of creative services just messaged me. That was what my ding was. And she said, farmers does a really good job with this, with insurance, right? All the, that's Hi, Megan. Megan. I had a follow up, Megan. Thought, which was, um, I love the idea of podcasts, but I was thinking, driving largely to YouTube more than audio delivery because it's so searchable. Right. And it creates yeah. a lot of like authority and personality. Cause I don't know. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That's all. Bye. Thanks for, thanks for awesome. listening in. No, uh, yeah. all good. All good. <laughs> That's all right. You're fine, Megan. Um, so as far as the podcast goes, let me, let me give you some thoughts on that. Yeah. Something I learned from a guy, uh, his name, Russ, Russell Brunson. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, in, the, in the marketing space, and that is creating five content pillars. And those five content pillars, like, and I'll show you here, I'll pull mine up. So my five content pillars are brand marketing, accountability, entrepreneurship, storytelling, and family. If my content doesn't hit any of all, one of these, it doesn't make it out into the world as content. 
So in a podcast, what does a podcast look like for you as an attorney? I would not go down the rabbit hole of making a podcast about accident injuries. That's not, now you might have a couple of episodes where you're actually talking about this, but what I would do as the expert, as the authority, I would fucking reach out to the head of product development at Tesla and talk about safety innovations. Think about, you got, you got to right. diversify your thinking and then bring in those leaders, those experts, bring people on that lend credibility to your brand. And, yeah. and then what you do is you piggyback off of that because you don't need the audience necessarily to come to your website. You need to go to where the audience is. And so if you can go to where people are having conversations, right, that's a really good place for you to be. So I, I would have somebody on your team spend time in Facebook groups and start driving value and conversations in there rather than looking for the conversion. You're going to get that naturally. People are going to start to. So here's what happens now. When, when ad zombies first started, and I'm just kind of giving you a parallel picture so you can understand the path. Yeah. When ad zombies first started, it was inside of a Facebook group. I helped one person. By the end of a week, I was helping 10 people. At that point, those 10 people were helping me market by word of mouth. But when people would come to the website, they go, we want to see examples of your work. We want to know like that you can write stuff. Well, we didn't have a ton of examples. We had some stuff. And so we just said, no, outright, we don't share client work. But what happened over time was we started writing enough and building enough of a library that now people don't ask us for that. We're the go-to. And so people, when they ask in a Facebook group, hey, I need a copywriter for something. Inevitably, ad zombies or my name will come up 10 times, 15 times in that conversation. When you build that level of authority, that's really good for the business. And I think that's the opportunity. That's why I said brand. So there's the big difference between brand versus marketing. Marketing, you're, you're throwing a line out, trying to fish for clients. Brand is building this, this touch point, this voice for what your firm does, but not necessarily selling the service. Yeah. That's, I think that's your next best. That's where you should go next. And, okay. and then you, you figure out a budget and then you figure out uh, the things that you want to do and then you just start executing them one after the other. Okay. And then as far as uh, what I'm talking about, let's assume that, you know, we go down the path to creating some pillars. You know, my ideas have been, you know, try to weave in my interests, whether it be charity, you know, I'm really big into uh, cooking uh, and learning how to cook, not necessarily as an expert authority, but from the perspective of, you know, a lay person, and especially with, with pandemic happening and accelerated yep. that aspect of it. But, you know, that, that cooking side of me has been growing over, over this past year. And um, I didn't know if you interlay some of those ideas in to maybe create more of a connection point with, with an audience. But I always wonder, I knew podcast was important. I don't know if, you know, from the likes of, you know, Mark Candelaria, you know, it seems like video from the perspective of capturing content seems to be also really good. So those ideas kind of were kind of swirling in my head as far as what I yep. needed to do. By no means do I have the resources uh, and not financial resources, but just, you know, the, 
the ability, time, and then also uh, expertise to be able to, you know, see these through, these ideas through. But uh, those have been ideas that I've kind of kept in mind. Right. Um, so I assume kind of a brainstorming session, kind of identifying those pillars and identifying how to grow with, with a budget would be important to do. Yep, 100%. And um, I just, I went through this with someone a couple of weeks ago. And I think once you do that, you can identify the core content pillars that you want to do. And I, and I can help you. I can go through the exercise with you to help you get that. Um, I do that with the clients that I work with in the coaching space where I'm so, so a a weird side effect of building this business is that people started asking me how I scaled it so fast. And so now I'm working with business owners in different markets and different parts of the world, helping them grow and scale their businesses. So I get to have that, that conversation sometimes with them, which is kind of fun because I'm a creative. I love, I love that. Sitting down and figuring out those pillars, those content pillars for you is going to be super critical because look at, look at how Mark works. Okay. He's an architect. The content you see is lifestyle. You see him cooking, you see him do it right. Cause those are things that he's passionate about. Yeah. And then yeah. it's all woven he's freaking in. freaking great at it though. <laughs> but I'm nowhere near that. I spent the first year and a half I spent with him helping him like just hammer this shit out. And then I'm like, yeah. Mark, and I, I got him to start following Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm like, you got to watch yeah. Gary V. Yeah, I read, I read a couple of his books. Yeah, great, great, great stuff. Yep. And so he started to follow Gary and I'm like, cause I kept telling him document, stop trying to create, just document. And the more you focus on documenting, the less you have to do in terms of production. And so let me, let me clarify this right now. Let me look. I don't even know if this is recording Yeah, It is automatically my zoom calls record. Why this zoom call parts of it, can go to my editor or my editor can take the whole thing and go, this is a great piece of micro content about how to build a brand. And this exact conversation or parts thereof can make it online to help build my brand. Yeah. It also yeah. helps build yours. And what are we doing? We're not doing anything special. We're recording a conversation. That's it. Yeah. 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 It's, so, that's true. It's a gem that may have come out that you didn't realize is important. Correct. Um, it's already there. You can just, they can pull it out quickly. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so from your perspective, maybe figuring out how much I can dedicate to this. Uh, I think from, you know, my business is so volatile uh, financially that it's always important to kind of map out what I'm able to spend over time. Right. Uh, like a 12 month period, for example, like I know I can sustain this or that or whatever else. Right. And how then many, how many uh, staff, how many people are on staff now? I've got four and one intern typically that comes in and helps. Do they all have billable hours or are you the only attorney? No, I'm the only attorney. Everybody supports staff and we all get, you know, a percentage of whatever we secure. So that's kind of the ebbs and flow of cash that that become an issue on the budgeting side. It's not that, you know, on paper, after you look at the year, there's, there's, you know, there's no money to be had. There is, it's just the continuity of that drip you know, is what makes it hard, which I think has put a huge governor in our ability to grow over time. We didn't have that blank check bootstrapped and, you know, it's taken us 10 years to get to a point where we have consistency in in cash flow. But, you know, I've got two people processing cases. I've got one person that's more of an office manager, kind of triage person when there's an issue with a case. Uh, She's the most experienced person that can handle that. 
And then I've got another person helping me, you know, with some of that quality control aspect of, you know, of uh, branding, I want to call it, but it's really not that. It's just that those touch points of scheduling lunch meetings with people that I need, those, those VIPs, sending thank you cards, you know, sending out re- uh, review requests. Uh, and I do think I need to identify kind of that next step of sophistication for that role uh, and have a full-time employee helping me doing the right things. I just never know what those right things are. Sure. So let me, let me, let me, next, let me know? pull you back a little bit for a second. Yeah. Cause I want to, I want to help you with something. First of all, I don't know if you do or don't need a full-time employee for this. What I think you need is to look at what, what problem are you trying to solve? Yeah. Right? What are you trying to, what result are you trying to produce? Once you can and determine the result you're trying to produce, then we can go back and kind of engineer who yeah. do you need. I, I don't believe you need a full-time person personally. I think that you can probably follow a process or two that, that we deploy that can find you uh, an overseas-based virtual assistant, um, maybe one or two in the Philippines or Mexico or somewhere in South America. You want to kind of balance between a couple of regions just in case there's weather issues, but you can find a video editor that's overseas that's going to be way more effective, cost effective than someone here. You can find mm-hmm. a virtual assistant who can help with all sorts of things. And I think that I would look there first before I look at hiring someone. But before yeah. I do that, I would identify what am I trying to accomplish? Because so one of the things that's, I, I have the answer. It's a short okay. answer. And uh, maybe the, the, the execution is what needs to be refined. The short answer and the most important value to my business is that past client, because that my past client knows me. So what I try to do with this part-time employee is stay connected. So we call it a call back campaign just, you know, every six months to, to a year, we follow up. Have you changed phone numbers? How are things going? Just trying to see how you're doing. Maybe there's a follow-up. There's a kind of internal quality control on whether we have a review from that person or not. We send them a link, et cetera. So out of the work that we get from a referral, we get a higher conversion rate off of them. Sure. And I want to say about 40 to 45% of our work is from past clients currently. doesn't right. mean that I don't want that to diminish because we're getting work from new work from other, other avenues, but that's a really important aspect of our, our core, if you will, our mission is make sure we stay connected with our past clients. Cause there's a low hanging fruit from the perspective of marketing the people, right? Right. Most cost effective way to connect with somebody is to say, Hey, remember I helped you. You had a great experience and they send you somebody or they come back themselves. So how, of, of the clients that have given you reviews, how many of them have given you a video review? None. I've got one person that's an agent that gave me that posted, I think, on my business Facebook okay. recently, uh, within the past year, uh, and he gave me a review there. Okay. So here, here's one of the things that you can do. There's a tool out there. Well, there are several tools, but there's a tool out there called Video Ask, where you can literally ask the client for a video review. You can because you you've helped them receive financial compensation. You've helped them through a a really trying period in their life. Most clients are happy to do so. We have a, and I'll give you an example. Um, I want to share this with you because this type of, of testimonial, this type of 
is so valuable and it will be super valuable to you as well. And it's just going to look different. It's just not going to be this. It's going to be a, a version that fits your firm, the brand. So I'm going to share this screen with you so I can show this to you because I think this will help you go, okay, sure. wrap, your, wrap your head around this. So now you should be seeing a video that's paused, right? Yep. Okay. I went through the program, the training course on how to write your own ad copy and never really been a good copywriter. Like I, I'm okay ish, but like I can't hold a handle to what you and the ad zombies team do. And I went through that course, not really expecting it to work on me because words, words are hard, but I went through the different modules. I did all the homework. Um, I implemented what you teach in there. And once I finally got around the special ad category problem that, that you and I know we were talking about, we finally got the ads approved and they have been like running and gunning for the last three months. I've not had to touch them. I've not had to update creatives. They've got over like thousands of interactions, thousands of likes and comments, um, which isn't normal for my industry. Like a lot of people just get hate on their ads. I, I do occasionally, but it works, you know, really well. And so just, just a bit of numbers, like I've spent over $20,000 on those ads that I wrote that came out of that program. And and we are one sale away uh, from crossing the $300,000 threshold in just about three months' time. So we're averaging about 100 k a month just off of three ads that your program helped me write. And so I cannot thank you enough for putting that course together. That has been by far one of the best things that I have bought for myself in the last five years. Um, and if anybody's on the fence about thinking about getting that program, like, it is the biggest no-brainer that you're going to come across this year. Like, get it, put it to practice, and it will make you more money. So that, that ad is a testimonial. It's not even an ad. It's a testimonial video from a client. But we've run that now as an ad with some, some language ahead of it and, and a call to action. But that little ad drives sales. We have more ads from clients coming. We have testimonials from clients that are video form. Why do we do that? The written form is super cool. However, when you get a video, it's very hard to fake the real person. Todd, he's sharing his story. And people then people tag him and they're like, Todd, really? Yeah, there's a great plan program. It's, and all you do is ask yeah. him for it. Those little videos, then you, then you can then run paid traffic to them. And let's say, obviously you're looking for Phoenix Metro or you're going a little wider or you're going statewide. I mean, uh, you can always go statewide, but I feel like Phoenix Metro, you got to start bite size, you know? So, okay, so an say, Anthem to you know. Anthem. <laughs> exactly. Right. So that, that's your perimeter. You yeah. start running traffic, paid traffic to that on Facebook, on Instagram, and you start, just let the algorithm figure out who to serve it to based on life situations. And suddenly you're going to start getting that brand awareness. You're not looking to transact off of these right away. You're looking to just build that awareness and just stay in front of people, stay in front of people. And I mean, if you go to the ad zombies website once you are never going to fucking escape us because we're going to stay in front of you until you go, God damn it. They're good. I need to buy from them. Yeah. Okay. I'm back. The um, video reviews, I feel like, are really similar to on your LinkedIn when you have an actual recommendation from a person that's clickable. So okay, yeah. you, you go to LinkedIn and you're like, that person's blown smoke up my ass. They're just buzzwords all over about their experience and what they did at this job. But when you see someone say, oh, my God, uh, Jen is so adaptable. She learns really fast. Like, 
those are things you can't say about yourself on a resume and get taken right. seriously. But when you hear someone else say them about you, it has weight. Yeah. So it's just super, super. Valuable. There's more credibility, I'm sure, when somebody 100%. else is talking about you. you and, know? The less and it's natural feels, words. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the less polish it feels, the more authentic it feels, the more credible it is. If it feels right, like right. you're saying it without coaching or without scripting, beautiful. Yeah. So that's it. That, so yeah, those genuine are, content. Yeah. That yeah. chicken pot pie smells really it's good. Turkey Whatever. Turkey chicken. Same thing. Dead bird. Um, so yeah, that's what I would do is I, I'd start putting together kind of the roadmap and, and then from there, and I can, I can help you figure out like, all right, what to do next or wh- how you should start your podcast or what to call the podcast. Like if you need help from me with branding that and stuff, ha- easy shit for me to help you with. Okay. And then, uh, and then figure out a budget, uh, and figure out how soon I can start. I assume, I mean, I, I think there's going to be a lot of planning on you you know, just, what I need to you, do. You know? you, once you figure out your budget, you just start. And so I'm going to tell you something that is so critical. And I've told this to so many business owners. Version one is better than a version none. You don't need perfection. You just need to yeah. start. And yeah. the shit that you start with is going to look crappy compared to what you have a year from now. And the stuff yeah. that you have two years from now is going to look way better. And you're going to just yeah. get naturally better at it. I look back to when I started and I'm like, oh God, I was like 35 pounds heavier. And oh man, I just couldn't get this shit right. And when I see it, I'm like, I have this great picture of me, but I was fucking fat. Like, you know, I look at that and I go, God damn it. But you get better over time and you become more fluid at what you're doing. So I would just start and don't worry about it looking great at first. People are going to expect that your first couple of things are going to be rough and that's okay. Yeah. Well, I got to figure out, um, go through that process, that exercise. You know, I'd, I'd love to start spending some money as soon as I can. And from my perspective, it's probably going to be, you know, sometime in December because we're already into, into November. What I would do is I would, first of all, figure out what kind of budget you want to put into your spend to get the awareness up. That's part one. Then how much you're willing to put into investing in the content and the production of or cutting of content. And then I spend the rest on my ad spend. Now I'll spend $2,000 a day on yeah. advertising. Doesn't, I don't care. I'll spend it because it pays off. But right. you don't have to start with that. You're starting local. It's really a lot easier. And I can sit down with you or someone on your team and just really show you how to, how to do it. So you're not having to hire someone to manage your campaigns. You can just do all that shit in house or you okay. can sub it out to somebody and I can, I can introduce you to a couple of people that you can, cause I don't want to run your campaigns like that's, but I can give you all the things that you need to do to run them successfully. I hear you. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of thinking I'd start off, try to figure out how, how we could spell, spend $2,500 and then, you know, go into larger amounts. And I'm talking about, you know, just figuring out where I'm headed and how I'm spending the money and then spend it the right way. Because as soon as I get to work and I spend the money to get the money out of the case, you know, six to eight months later, it pays off. Right. So the cases make us thousands of dollars. It's just getting doing the right thing with the right money because it's just so hard nowadays with so many different distractions where you can put your money and some of them are exorbitant, you know, right. that's the, that's the problem. 
And uh, to your point, I think there's a large advantage with the next generation, you know, the millennial and forward with lawyers not really owning, if you will, this, the social media and the, the branding and that in those, in those type of forums. I mean, everybody's doing traditional stuff and sounding the same, but if I can be the number one, when it comes to that, that, that creative that you mentioned, right. I think it's going to be a lot more cost effective than, than maybe anybody else. I, so. I think it, I think it will be. And I think you'll find that it's a lot easier to do. Be, like I don't look at our shit today was the first time in like three months that I looked at our Google ad account. I just, I have it on autopilot and it just, it spends and it hits the right audiences. And then if they went to the website, they're seeing these videos. And if they went to this page, they're seeing that video. And like yeah. once, once you set up the plumbing, it works. So you can set your budget and then I've got some automation tools in place that if a campaign is having a really successful day, it accelerates the budget. It, it adds money to it because it goes, yeah. hey, this campaign is generating a lot of results. So, but again, that stuff, it's just time and patience and I can help you yeah. with that. Awesome. Yeah. All so right. thank you so much for that. As far as uh, being able to spend, you know, 1500 to $2,500, you know, on production, uh, you know, especially to start off, I think that's doable. That's nothing uh, that would be out of our wheelhouse to be able to do. Yeah. I was gonna say, if you need help with creative, like ad copy, things like that, just hit me up. I have a company that just fucking writes ads all day long. I mean, yeah. like we yeah, do that. I, I don't claim to know anything when it comes to that stuff. So that would be exactly what I would want, you know, yeah. your help with and guidance with. Um, I am excited. I just don't know what it is I'm supposed to do. Right. So, <laughs> so. I, would, I would start figuring out your five content pillars, then okay. figure out, okay, I wanted to, in those five content pillars, what are the things that I really want to hit on, right? Then figure out, okay, I want to do a podcast. We're going to come up with a name for the podcast who do we want to interview? Why do we want to do the podcast? What's the benefit? Remember the ultimate benefit of the podcast is to build the brand. It doesn't all have to be like you could literally, you could get, let's say we're five years past COVID, right? You could have a bunch of attorneys having a chili cook-off. It doesn't matter if they're accident injury lawyers. It doesn't matter if they're divorce attorneys. It's going to be the people's court of legal cooking. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's such a great idea. I mean, it's one of the things that that I failed to mention. You know, besides cooking, it's you know bourbon. I love bourbon as a category, and then working out. You know, CrossFit, and there's little mini communities associated with that. And I just had a you know lunch meeting yesterday, and we just talked bourbon the whole time. It was it was the best thing. And it generated a case out of it because I assume, you know, you made, we made such a great connection. You sent me a case, but it's just an, a good opportunity, I think, to give that passive message and to connect with them from, from a different perspective. So, so I would just put, spend cool. a couple of days thinking about where you want to go with the content. Then we can circle back and schedule, schedule some time to kind of map things. And then from there, okay. you can just start rolling. You don't have to, like, you can have stuff up in November. Cool. Nice. All right. Hey, I appreciate your help. Happy to. Send, send me an example of what I should be putting in these five pillars because I, I can tell you categories of things. I know that, you know, it's just, I'm sure it's going to be some, from one perspective, uh, you know, a little bit of work from, to, to actually iron it out and, and send it back to you. So uh, A glass of bourbon would help you. 
just like <laughs> think it through. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, um, buddy. All right. No worries. We'll talk soon. Have a great one. Podcast listeners, if you got value out of this podcast episode, do me a favor. Let other people know about it. Give it a share. Give it a like. Go to iTunes and leave a review. Let people know how much great value you're getting from it.